Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Well, happy Wednesday to you. I guess I should say happy Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or whatever day you might be tuning into the podcast this week. But typically a new episode drops every Wednesday. So I know a lot of people look forward to uh, Wednesday. Those of you that have uh, signed up or subscribed, hit the little, um, you've hit the little bell on the podcast so that you are notified, or maybe you just have a really great memory and you know, I got to go look and see what dropped today, what we're talking about this week. So typically those are on Wednesdays, but I know some of you catch it on other days, but happy whatever day it is to you. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're having a great week. I'm excited about this week's episode, Dry Bones Come Alive. This word has been stirring in me for a few weeks now, and I just feel emboldened in my faith to share and impart faith unto you today, impart hope, impart truth unto you today. Before we dive into what the Lord has placed on my heart, I want to give a shameless plug to the She Rises Women's Conference coming up May 17th and 18th. Let me tell you something. Wow. I I just, I feel every single time I pray about this women's conference, I have to say, just, just want to cover this and make sure that I'm not dismissing how the Lord has moved in previous conferences and one day events over the years, because he has, and I'm in eternally grateful for how he has met with us and the lives that have been touched and changed, transformation, that we've had healings, physical healings, addictions being broken, salvations, you know, so I'm eternally grateful, but there's something that I don't know, something really like so much bigger has been just stirring in me as I pray about the 2024 Women's Conference in May. I can hear the Lion of Judah, who is God, the Lion of Judah roaring on the inside of me. And with every fiber of my being, just as well as I know I'm sitting in this chair, I feel a fresh wind of the spirit behind this women's conference. And I don't know if it's because of just the, the hour that we are living in. Certainly, if, if you're not aware, I hope that you are. I hope that you've been hearing these types of testimonies, but God has really been pouring himself out in such a greater measure than what we have encountered uh, in years past globally. I mean, in the church, capital C church, his Holy Spirit is being poured out. And I, I'm just hearing and sensing and even experiencing just breakthroughs and, and things happening at a much accelerated rate that is just unprecedented that we have not experienced before. And so perhaps it's that it's the, you know, the hour that we are living in and God is pouring himself out like he said he would. I, I want to extend an invitation to you. If you are 
on the fence, you're, you've heard about it, you're connected on social media, maybe you've been tuning into the podcast, you've heard me share a little bit about it, and you're sort of on the fence, I just want to encourage you, take the step. Take the step and sign up. Grab, grab your friend, grab your neighbor, or come by yourself. Um, maybe that sounds a little risky, but whatever, whatever you need to do, I'm just encouraging you, position yourself in the room. Put yourself in the room. And it's not, it's not about the venue. It's not about any particular speaker or what song we might be singing. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with Jesus is already there on May 17th waiting for you and waiting for me because he wants to encounter us. He wants to have a life-changing encounter with you and with me. So I don't know, maybe for you, you're feeling like, uh, I want to go, but I live a little bit of a distance or I don't know about driving and, and hotel and, you know, and I, I don't know, do I want to give up a weekend for that? Listen, I, I think that there are things in our lives where, and you probably have them in your own life, where you can look back over your course of life, over maybe the last few years or even further, where you can pinpoint, you can like really nail down a specific time or a specific place that forever marked you that it forever changed you. And it's that place that when, when you start to think about the power of God and how he met with you and how he just poured himself out and made himself so real to you, and you just had a life-changing encounter with him that forever changed the trajectory of your life, and you can go back and you can say, it was on that day. Or I was in this season of my life, or I was at that event. You know, we, we all have those, those times in our lives. And I refer to them as mile marker type moments. And I think that this She Rises annual conference in May is one of those. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I'm, it's not a sales pitch. I'm not trying to put butts in the seats. <laughs> I'm not, in other words, I'm not trying to fill up the pews, fill up the chairs so that I can, you know, boast about numerical type things. I'm not about that. I really don't care about stuff like that. I care about lives being changed. I care about fostering an atmosphere, fostering an environment where we host the presence of the Lord, the presence of his Holy Spirit really well, and it allows him and it allows his daughters to connect with him. And so I'm just encouraging you, take the step, take the step. And maybe for you, there's different things where where if for you taking that step feels a little risky it's going to be worth it. I wholeheartedly believe that it will be worth it. You can check out all of the details, uh, including venue, how to get your tickets, all of the things by simply clicking the link in the show notes and then going to the page on that website. That link in the show notes is going to take you to my website. Once you're on my website, 
you can just click the page that says 2024 events and everything is there for you. I can't wait to see you. All right. Dry bones come alive. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm just, I'm thinking about those of us, or maybe you know of someone, maybe someone even in your own household or a friend or uh, another loved one, and you're just feeling, or someone that you know is feeling worn out in their faith. You're feeling battle weary. You're feeling burnt out. Even you would say, uh, I feel dry. I feel dusty. I feel, I feel empty. Maybe you've just are, you've been in a season or you're coming out of a season where it has required a lot of you. You've been really pouring out and pouring out, investing and investing. Um, you've been in a season of really contending in your faith and, Wow, it's it's just really taken a toll on you. This episode is for you or this episode is for the person that you know those things that I just mentioned describe. In Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 through 10, and if you're unfamiliar with the book of Ezekiel, it's it's in the Old Testament and a powerful book. A lot of eschatology mentions are there. Eschatology is the big term for end times. It's the study of end times. And so the book of Ezekiel is very prophetic in nature, especially for end time related things. But in Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 through 10 it speaks about dry bones and uh, I'm not going to just for the sake of time I'm not going to read all 10 verses uh, here on the episode I humbly encourage you to make some time to read it and allow the spirit of God to speak to you what he knows your heart needs to hear but in these passages of scripture God is is talking to is talking to Ezekiel and there's th- this vision that he's having in the Holy Spirit about this valley of dry bones and And in this passage of scripture, it gives very vivid detail about the bones and their condition in which they were in, in the valley. Number one, it says that the valley was full of bones. Very interesting point there. Number two, he says that he sees, in other words, he recognizes this valley that is full of bones these bones, they were very dry. And there's an adjective there that's added that, that describes that, uh, the word dry. So it's interesting that he doesn't just say, Oh, and they were dry. I noticed that they were dry, but he uses the words. He includes the words and behold, I looked and they were very dry. Hold on to those two points because we're going to come back to them very soon. But in verse four, it says that God spoke to the prophet and said, prophesy over these bones saying, hear the word of the Lord. Verse five, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. It goes on to give further detail of of how things were starting to come together, how the bones were starting to come together. They were starting to form again. They were starting to look like they were they were going to be uh, alive and they were going to be full of vitality again. It says that the sinews and the flesh they were they were coming together. Ezekiel obeys the Lord, and God was faithful to fulfill 
what he said. And that that's in verses seven and eight. And I want to, I want to just point out, I want to pause here and just mention that I think it's so important, especially as we're going throughout the remainder of this episode, but really it can apply to any area of our lives in the faith that God has a role and we have a role. And I think especially it's important to understand that when we distinguish that and we understand that, that God won't do ours and we most definitely can't do his, but there's a part that we play in activating our faith. You know, when God gives us a promise, when God gives us a word, when God says he's going to do something, he's faithful. He's not just toying with us. He's not just saying something to just kind of puff us up and and to just kind of get us through because that's not who he is. He doesn't trick us. He doesn't manipulate us. He's not toying with us. He's not toying with our emotions. God is faithful and he says everything that he means and he means everything that he says. But there's something that's interesting in the second portion of verse eight. It says this, but there was no breath in them. Verse 10 reads, breath came into them. They lived, stood to their feet, an exceedingly great army. Again, I encourage you to read all of those passages of scripture found in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses one through 10. So here we see things are, you know, the the prophet shares what he is seeing in the spirit. He's seen this valley of dry bones. There's many, there's several dry bones there and they're very dry. And God gives the word and Ezekiel obeys. He does what God tells him to do and he begins to speak uh, and, and things begin to form. They begin to come together, sinews and flesh. And then it says, but there was no breath. In other words, the prophet recognized there was no breath in them. And so verse 10 reads, breath came into them. They lived, stood to their feet, an exceedingly great army. All right, so let's apply this to ourselves. I want to ask you, how are you doing? How are you doing? How is that loved one? How is that loved one doing that you care about, that you see is, is struggling in their faith? You know what? Life can feel heavy right now. And I think that's one reason why Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says that we are not to forsake the assembling together. And I'm paraphrasing here, but in that verse, it tells us that it's in the company of other believers that we are spurred on in our faith, that we are encouraged, that we are lifted up. There is something about a community of believers. Isolation is the devil's playground. I have said that I don't know how many times, and I'm going to continue saying it until God tells me to stop saying it. I wholeheartedly, firmly believe we were not created for isolation. Isolation is not your portion, is not God's heart for you, and it's not God's heart for your loved one that you are seeing just feeling worn out and weary and dry and dusty in your faith. And so as we think about connecting here in the online space, I'm I'm humbled to think that I could be a part of your community. 
I might not be in your physical location. I might not be in your church fellowship. I might not be a part of your life group, a part of your Bible study. This podcast, God has blessed it and and given us favor on the She Connects podcast. This, This podcast goes far and wide. This podcast reaches other countries all around the world. And so, yeah, I might not physically be with you, but you know what? In this online space, this is a community. This is a list, a listening community. So when we, when we consider then Hebrews 10, 25, will you humbly, can I humbly ask you to allow me to encourage you today? Remember the points that I mentioned earlier that I asked you to hold on to the valley of dry bones and that the bones were very dry. When I hear that the passage of scripture and it says it was a valley, it was a valley of dry bones. Listen, the valley for you and I, spiritually speaking, that is where our faith can grow weak because the valley has been hard. It's in the valley that discouragement and disappointment and disillusionment wants to settle in and wants to rest upon us. It's in the valley. And it's interesting to me that nowhere in scripture do we see dry bones found on a mountaintop or near a beautiful river budding with trees. It's found in the valley. Why? Because you know what? When we are in the valley, valleys are hard. Valleys are our testing ground of our faith. In the valley, that's where our faith is being stretched. In the valley is oftentimes where refinement is taking place and our character is being fully developed. It's in the valley where we are, where we are learning to trust upon God and stand upon his faithfulness and his promises because everything else has failed. Everything else, there's just, there's nothing else. There's nothing else that's going to help me get through this. It is in the valley where we learn that our hope is in God and God alone. You have the word of God in you. Again, I'm humbly encouraging you today. You have the word in you. You have Jesus Christ living on the inside of you. The Bible says the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is living on the inside of you. If you are a Christ follower, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, he is living on the inside of you, the Savior of the world, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, God most high, El Elyon, the most high God, the Spirit of the living God. is They're living on the inside of you. The Trinity is living on the inside of you. We've been given the ability to declare the word of the Lord over our lives, over our family, over our situation and in to our communities. We have been given that power and that authority through Jesus Christ. And I remember uh, in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses four and five, it says the prophet was told to speak to this valley of dry bones. Thus says the Lord, thus says the Lord, speak to them. He had to open up his mouth and speak to this valley of dry bones. The kind of declaring that we're talking about this week is not a blab and grab type of faith or a politically correct type of faith. 
it is an it is written type of faith. It is written type of faith. And this, my sister, this, my dear friend, is prophesying, declaring the word of the Lord, declaring the word of the Lord. Prophesy to your faith. Prophesy to that lion that's living on the inside of you. Prophesy to that dry and dusty place that's on the inside of you. Prophesy to that hopeless place on the inside of you. Prophesy to the disappointment. Prophesy to the discouragement. Prophesy to the disillusionment. Prophesy to the part of you that is feeling like you just want to give up. You want to give in. You want to quit believing. You want to quit contending. Thus says the Lord. Thus says the Lord. What does the word of God say about you? What does the word of God say? What are the promises of God about your situation, about your marriage, about your family, about that prodigal that you are believing in, and to return to the Lord. What does the promises of God say about your situation, about your health, about the need that you have financially speaking? What does the word of God say? Prophesy to it. And if you, if you are perhaps new to that, you can go to that same uh, link in the show notes and go to the resources tab on my website. And underneath that, there's a drop down menu that says free resources. There are free resources available to anyone. And on there, there is a Bible declaration that free resource for you. It's not an exhaustive list, but it's a really great place to start for you to be able to print off and begin declaring the promises of God over your life. The the word of God, man, it's so powerful. Download that. You can download a copy for yourself. You can download and make copies as many as you want. They are free and available to you. I am so, I'm so encouraged. And I remember God said in the book of, uh, I believe it's in the book of Isaiah, where he said, my word will go forth and it will prosper that for which it was sent forth and it will not return to me void. Man, think about that. So when you begin, when you begin prophesying and declaring the word of the Lord over these different areas of your life, and in this week's episode, we're talking about that dry place, those dusty places, the disappointment, the discouragement, whatever it is, prophesying and declaring, man, think about that. You are proclaiming life because there's life in the word of God. You are proclaiming truth. You are proclaiming God's heart. You are declaring the promises of God. Man, that is so powerful to think about. Verse 10, we are told that the bones had all the things, had all the things. It it, it tells us that 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 the sinews and and the flesh were beginning to come together the the sinews and and the skin they were there but it lacked life remember it said that the that they needed to breathe life into them they needed to speak breath into them that they would come alive listen going through the motions constantly on survival mode is not his heart for you it is not his heart for you 
That's not God's heart for you. It's his heart for you to thrive in your faith and in your relationship with him. It's his life on the inside of you. His life. Think about that. We've already we've already talked about that just a couple of minutes ago. Jesus Christ, the living God, the living God, alive, fully alive on the inside of you. Think about that. The risen Lord who is alive forevermore, living on the inside of you. And it is his desire that you are fully alive in your faith fully alive in your relationship with him. Are we going to have bad days? Of course we are. Are we going to have days where where it's a little bit harder and the struggle is a little bit more real than other days? Yes. Why? Because we are imperfect people living in a fallen world. But you know what? In Christ, we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay stuck in the valley. Psalm 23 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley. Man, that tells us and gives us such a beautiful picture, as does Ezekiel chapter 37, that the valley is not our permanent residence. It's not our permanent residence. We were never meant to stay there, to pitch a tent there and start living there. That is not God's heart for us. Yea, though I walk through the valley, you need to keep putting one foot in front of the other, sister. You need to keep moving forward. You need to keep moving forward in Christ, in Christ, because you know what? There's another side to that valley. There's another side to the valley and you may be in the valley, but you know what? We can be people who say the valley isn't in me. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That deserves an amen. An amen and a shout to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I may be in the valley, but the valley is not in me. Amen. It reminds me of what what James says in the book of James in the New Testament. Therefore, count it all joy when you endure various trials. Man, think about that. You know what? It might not be the trial in and of themselves that we are rejoicing in. We are rejoicing in the, the outcome, the potential and the possible outcome. In other words, what it's producing on the inside of me? How am I growing in my faith? How am I being refined? How is my character being fully, more fully developed? How am I growing in trusting the Lord even more? How is my prayer life being affected? How is it changing and impacting my worship and my relationship with the Lord? How are my the roots of my faith going even deeper? Come on, somebody. You may be in the valley, but the valley does not have to be in you. Wow, man, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that that is not the end of our story. Amen. Dry bones come alive. I just dip, I, I declare and prophesy that over you today, that you are coming alive, that the places on the inside of you that feel dry and dusty, disappointed, defeated, uh, disillusioned, disillusioned, discouraged, that is coming to life in Jesus' name. I want to wrap up this week's episode by referring to a teaching that Jesus gave in Matthew's gospel, chapter 17, about the, uh, it was about the parable of the mustard seed. And he says, he's doing this teaching and he says, therefore, I say unto you, if you have faith 
the size of a mustard seed. You will say to this mountain, move from here and it will move. It will move. It, it will move from here to there. It's interesting to note that he said a mustard size seed faith. He didn't say, therefore, if you have a mountain size type of faith. Did you notice that? He says, if you have a mustard seed type of faith and look at the power and the impact that he said a mustard seed type of faith can have, it can speak to the mountain. You know what? Some of us, we need to tell the mountain about our God. Amen. We need to, we need to let go of talking about how discouraged and how disappointing and how difficult and how challenging this is and begin speaking to the mountain. We need to, we, some of us need to stop talking about all of these different things in that context and through that light, through that magnifying glass. And we need to instead start speaking to the mountain. We need to start prophesying to the mountain. We need to start declaring um, the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord to the mountain in our lives. Amen. But Jesus says, if you have the size of a mustard seed, I don't know if you have ever Googled the size of a literal, actual mustard seed. I encourage you to do that. It's pretty interesting. They are so small. They're so small that if I was doing a, like a video segment in this podcast, I would barely be able to hold it between my fingers and you would be able to see it. It's that small, but it has a great impact. Like that teeny tiny seed, when it's planted in the ground, it yields quite a harvest. It's, it's pretty impactful. And, you know, it's not anything uh, unlike those of us that plant, that plant gardens. Uh, in the spring, in the summer, uh, seeds, maybe you plant a vegetable garden, an equivalent size uh, seed, vegetable seed to a mustard seed is like a tomato seed. And when we plant our gardens, those of us that plant seeds in the ground, um, so when we're talking about giving the example here of a, of a tomato, when that gets planted in the ground, that seed is going to produce a really nice sized tomato. It's going to produce, it's going to, we're, we're going to yield a crop from that. And when you think about that small seed and the impact of that small seed being planted in the ground. So yeah, it's going to produce a large tomato, but you know what? The fruit of that seed being planted doesn't end with that tomato because from that tomato, that's where we get ketchup. That's where we get salsa. That's where we get tomato sauces and tomato paste. And that's where people in, you know, in the fall where, where they begin to can and, and they're in canning season, it comes from that seed. It comes from that really small seed that was planted in the ground. And so I want to encourage you today to not dig up in doubt what you planted in faith. Don't do it. Don't dig up in doubt what you planted in faith. Spiritually speaking, keep your seeds planted in Christ. He's encouraging someone today. Keep your seeds planted in me. In other words, what is he saying? He's saying, keep your hope planted in me. Keep your faith planted in me. Keep your expectation planted in me. Keep your belief in me. Place your all of your expectation, all of your hope, your belief, plant it in me. 
And you know what? Those of us, maybe you're listening today and you're feeling like, if you're honest, albeit underneath your breath, you're feeling like right now, your faith feels a little small. It feels like a mustard seed type of faith. Jesus is speaking to you today. You know what? It might seem small to you, but you know what? I can work with that. If you give me your mustard seed type of faith, I can work with that and it's going to produce something in your life. Plant that seed and don't dig it up in doubt. Keep it planted in me and prophesy and declare the word of the Lord to the dry and dusty places. Prophesy and declare the promises of God, the word of God to those dry bones, that valley of dry bones. Prophesy and declare, as Jesus said in Matthew chapter 17, speak to the mountain. Tell your mountain about your God. Amen. Wow. I don't know who I'm talking to today. And here's the thing that's just, I don't know, bearing to note this week. Do you know, I, while this message was, was, has been stirring in me a few weeks, I had, I had no plans of dropping this episode uh, on this, uh, this particular week. That was not on my schedule. I, I have a schedule of episodes and the, the dates of their release and when they're going to be dropped. And this one was not originally in the mix. I knew that this was a message that God had placed on my heart. I just didn't know when or where uh, I would be giving it. But things kind of changed and things kind of shifted. And so I felt God was saying to give this word, to give this message this week on the podcast. So this is a timely word for somebody. Uh, And so I just want you to be encouraged today that God sees you, that God knows exactly what your heart needs to hear. And this is the message to encourage you and to stir up on the inside of you to believe again and to spiritually speaking, Take your hands off the shovel and don't dig up what you planted in him by doubt. Keep it planted in faith. Amen. All right. So just know this, that God loves you. God sees you. He's heard you and he is at work on your behalf. Amen. All right. Love you. Take care. And I'll catch you right back here next time. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.